Wednesday, 8 p.m. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. Hey! Welcome to Music Biz 101 and more, your free music business advice radio show and podcast. Find us every Wednesday at Brave New Radio, 88.7 FM on the campus of William Patterson University in scenic Way, New Jersey, or on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio as a podcast. I am your co-host, Professor David Kirk Philp, with your other co-host, Dr. Esteban. I am your co-host. We are pre-recording what you're listening to from Nashville, Tennessee at the Music Biz 2016 Convencione. Mm-hmm. And we are in the basement, and we want to thank the Music Biz Association for giving us this beautiful beautiful spacious spaces room where we are the fluorescent was wonderful for three days (laughs) it's fluorescent lighting we have a special old musician tan yes the great tan it's been very nice of them to support us what we've had eric van wagner eric van wagner prove you is here and uh eric we've had a number of students book art uh artists and people like you to come on to our music biz 101 and more radio show and then the students ask the questions and because we had students here, we had some grants, and we had some sponsorships, and grant number one was from MIA, the Music and Entertainment Industry Educators Association, gave us a grant, and we want to thank you for, thank them for that, so thank you to MIA, very nice. We want to thank, and here's where the, now we're talking about Eric Van Wagner, we just said, mm-hmm. and we have a friend named Aaron Van Dyne. The third. Thanks to the folks at Van Dyne, Bruno, Inc., and White Hat Management. With artists like Charlie Puth, Dave Matthews, Sharon Jones, the Dap Kings, and Kiss, there's only one place to go for your band's business management. Go to vb-cpa.com when you are ready. So if you were in a band, did you play an instrument? Yes. What did you play, bass? I was a bass player. That's right, okay. So uh, when your band started to make it and it was time for a business manager, you would call... Van Dyne Bruno and White Hat Management. That's right, okay. you would, Eric, and you would do it all on your own. You wouldn't do it because we forced you to. Is that Puth with a C? <laughs> that is Charlie Puth with a C yeah. on Charlie. D-U-Y-N-E, Van Dyne. And Aaron Van Dyne is uh, also on the professional staff of our music management yes, program. Yes, he is. And he's the business manager for all those bands. Also, we want to give thanks to Christine Vey, a wealth manager and the president of Vey Wealth Management. Christine has helped many of our professionals at William Patterson manage their investments and plan out for their retirement. If you're looking for some guidance on how to plan for your retirement, or if you have questions on anything from investments and portfolio management to insurance retirement planning, you should give Christine a call at, repeat after me, Eric Van Wagner, 732-455-1510. You can email her, Christine, at veywealth.com for advisement or... As she just emailed us, she has her website. It is up now. www.vaywealth.com or www.vaywealthmanagement.com. So knowing about special looks and knowing about the importance of all things stuff, we want to now bring it over to Jess Frank, who is a music management minor at William Patterson University. She's almost done. She has been our producer for the music management, uh, I'm sorry, Music Biz 101 and More Radio Show all in the fall semester of 2015. This radio show you're listening to. Right, right now she's been our producer. She's coming back in the spring, so in the fall, this coming fall, so we want to thank her. So Jess Frank, it is your turn. You take it away. Give us bio, give us questions, go. Okay. This is Eric Van Wagner. He's an audio production and live sound instructor at Grooveview. He ended up dabbling in the music industry with a band he joined, but he realized he spent more time with the engineers, and (laughs) he would rather end up doing that. After the band broke up, he knew he wanted to be the guy behind the scenes instead of being up on stage. Thus began the transition from musician to teacher. So, Eric, what exactly is Groove U? 
Uh, we're a two-year music business school. Uh, we just had our accreditation visit last week, oh. um, and we are in really good shape, so we are very close to being fully accredited. By what uh, organization? ACICS. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it stands for I off the top well, of my head. It's for the two-year school. For the two-year, yeah. So it's like a, the equivalent of an associate's degree kind of thing? or Essentially, or yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go are on. You, we, so you, you can get financial aid for that? As now? soon as we get accredited, yes. Are you profit okay. or non-profit? A for-profit. Okay. Um, it's a different agency. That's why I asked. Yeah. We uh, looked at a bunch of different agencies. That was... Once I saw how big of a headache it was, we have other people that have done. Uh, Sarah Overdeer, our main administrator, has mm -hmm. done a ton of that work. So if she's listening, I gave her a shout out. Yeah, and you can major in live sound, recording, music business, or video and interactive. Right. And, uh, Located so in? Uh, dead Center in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. So um, Columbus has been really good for us because we're a day's drive from everything but L.A. pretty much. Mm -hmm. So Atlanta, New York, mm -hmm. Nashville, Detroit, Chicago, Memphis. Mm -hmm. Get everywhere in a day, pretty much, except for LA. Which so it's a physical campus or is it an online school? Uh, it's a physical campus. Okay. Yes. There was silence. Jess is looking no, at the map. Um, yeah. Doctor Stavon Marconi came up with the right. map of oh, right in Columbus. It is right in the middle. We are dead center. Yes. Yeah, we are in the uh, short north area, which is kind of the artsy area of, of, mm -hmm. of town. Cool. Nice. So, what is your favorite topic to teach at Broomview, and what do you hope your students take away from your lessons by the time that they? either graduate or by the time the semester ends? It's tough to say what specifically I like teaching the most um, because my my bachelor's was actually in, um, well, not was, is actually in mm. music ed. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got out and realized I didn't really want to be a marching band director, and mm -hmm. that's a big thing in, mm -hmm. in the Midwest. And right. I was like, this isn't for me. Around the same time, I got involved in a band which actually had label interests. So we went back and forth to New York for three years. Um, so I got the grind of what happens when you play the same eight songs three times a day for mm -hmm. the <laughs> okay and then you know when that band didn't work out I uh, went home and went I spent most of my time with the engineers so I'm gonna do that so I like to point out to my students it's like I'm not a washed up engineer that went into teaching because he couldn't make it I'm an engineer that also enjoys teaching just as much mm -hmm. so I do um, as the audio lead, I oversee a lot of the curriculum. I put a lot of input into the overall curriculum. And I like being able to look at that big picture kind of thing. So I teach all of our introductory courses. And I teach our acoustics class. And I teach um, either our mixing and mastering class or our um, uh, in-studio class, our tracking class. Um, depending on the year, we alternate a little bit because it's very valuable that students don't sit with the same engineer for two years because then they don't see that there's more than one way for things to happen. So I can't say there's one topic I like to teach the most any more than I just, I mean, because I, I really like being, having the big picture thing. and So you like seeing how everything comes together at the end. Yeah, that's the thing that really is, is interesting to me, is making sure that you have a curriculum that's full and that you've got all the bases covered. and. Nice. So, your bio on Groovyu says that you believe that the best teachers are those who have been in the subject, and you try to bring your experience to every class that you teach. Mm -hmm. Which experience, like, has been the most helpful in teaching your students? Oh wow! Um, again, I'm going to take the easy way out and say I can't think of any of them. It's the um, the entire arc of what I did because I started in education, then I got the chance to be a rock star. So I took that, didn't happen, ended up getting into the recording um, and live sound stuff. Um, so I've got this path. I started my own business after, I, after that band broke up too. So mm -hmm. 
I'm an entrepreneur, um, but so I've got experience with the business. I've got experience being out there. In the um, music business? Like you started a company within the industry itself instead of just going right to Groove U? I was, a, I was an engineer. Okay. So I was catering to a number of different clients. All right, and, so freelance um, engineering and stuff like that. Yeah, but one of the things that um, I make a point of telling my students is right up front is that if you guys are thinking of doing anything, there's I have no secrets. I, I will tell you um, what money I spent and you know what it cost me, and I will tell you like what financial mistakes I made and what financial things I made. There's nothing to be territorial about. I don't feel mm -hmm. because my experience was very unique. No one else has the same experience. No one else has the same resources. They have resources I don't have and vice versa. Um, the climate of the industry is incredibly different. So I've got no secrets to tell you what worked and what didn't for me in terms of my business, in terms of just where I've gotten in my career. Um, and I always tell them, it's like, if I tell you how I got where I am and if you can steal my clients, then I wasn't serving them well enough to begin with. So go ahead and try. But I think my clients are all happy, so it shouldn't be a, shouldn't be a problem. Again, it's... Um, it's the synthesis. It's the big picture thing. I think it makes. I think it's very valuable to, to talk about the big picture and also to, to talk about the reality of it. In, even in our beginning classes, I very early start talking about how, you know, this is not a career. This is a lifestyle. You end up, you know, I, I everybody's like, oh, I hate Monday. I'm like, I love Monday. Monday's my day off, because <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday are my work nights. You know, me and my friends talk about that because my friends uh. He's now in graduate school at a New York Studio School of Art. But me and him talk about how producers now and stuff who make everything on their computer and just try to get it on SoundCloud and how they think that they can all do all of this and they don't actually take it as like it's a lifestyle. They think of it as more of just like, you know what, I'm just going to go mess around with this online right now and then see what happens. You have to put in the passion, the effort. You're going to either lose money, spend money, mm -hmm. everything like that, and no one actually realizes that. I think um, to that, one of the things, uh, again, the thing that's, I'm, um, sounds like a broken record to me, you haven't heard it from me, but um, mm -hmm. one of the things I tell my students is, um, well, actually, prospective parents, the first thing that a prospective uh, student's parents are going to ask is, can my student work when they graduate? And I'm like, yeah, if you go out and you look around, the market is saturated, but it's saturated with a lot of people that are hobbyists. And as soon as you get serious and good, that pool narrows real fast. Mm -hmm. So um, in Columbus, I do a lot of one of my niche, my niche for my recordings. I do a lot of a lot of location stuff. Um, I especially do a lot of classical. So I do all this. I do um, uh, there's numerous symphonies, um, mm -hmm. the Columbus Symphony, New Albany Symphony, Westville Symphony. I've worked with all the symphonies in Columbus mm -hmm. because I do a lot of classical music. There's me and three other guys in town that do that, yeah. and we share gigs all the time mm -hmm. because most people are like, I want to record a rock band. And, right, of course, but. You don't always get that opportunity. No, you have to actually go out and get whatever comes to you. You're grateful mm -hmm. for getting. And a symphony gives you their schedule a year in advance. Their checks don't bounce. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's a number yeah. of <laughs> there's a number of things with that that are that are that Perks. are very very good. <laughs> I mean, from a business standpoint, um, uh, every now and then I'll have a student say, "I want to help you," and I'm like, "Well, you can come out and help me record this children's choir." Or this symphony is like, no, call me when you do a rock band. It's like, I'll do a rock band a couple times a year, but that's that's the more fun thing for me that I don't mind doing on my own and taking time with it. It's mm -hmm. like, but the thing that has paid my rent and my mortgage for 12, 15, 12, 15 plus years has been, mm -hmm. you know. Um, 
I mentioned a lot to my students, think about if you want to survive in this industry, the best thing is my ultimate thing is what I enjoy doing is I enjoy, I'm very eclectic. I have every genre of music, literally. There's nothing I don't listen to. Um, there's very, well, there's a few exceptions, but very small. But I enjoy giving a quality product to a client regardless of the genre. And I don't care if it's a children's choir or a symphony or a rock band or um, I have a friend of mine who is with um, one of the large hospitals in Columbus. I do a lot of corporate events. And corporate events are boring, but they pay really well. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I keep coming back because you just you do a good job for them. And it might not be the most exciting thing, but I still enjoy it because the people are easy to fun to work with and the you know it everybody works. thinks so, you get into the music or the entertainment business and that it's nonstop fun. And yes. the thing is, once you get in, there's so many different parts of it. And no matter any job, I mean, you talk to somebody who's, I've always wanted to be on Broadway. So then they act on Broadway, they're doing seven or eight shows a week. They're doing the same show seven or eight times a week. And yeah. that's becoming a grind, <laughs> yep. you know, and mm -hmm. they are getting sick of it, you know. Yeah, and do they feel like it's a week. broken record now. Yeah. Right. We just had um, somebody who was talking about how, oh, uh, oh, you actually said it earlier. You're a band. You were in the band. And you're, a label is interested in you, and the romantic idea of this is, mm -hmm. oh, it's, it's, wow, that's going to be incredible. And, you know, you're saying we're playing the same eight songs over and over and mm -hmm. over and over. <laughs> if, if any band is ever recorded, they get sick of the song they're recording by the time they're done because they have to keep doing it and over and over again. So the business is not as romantic as you think, but it's still incredibly rewarding. Yeah. It's just, it's hard work, like lots of other stuff. Exactly, yeah. But that's what the yeah. hobbyists don't realize, right. is mm -hmm. that it's not all fun and games all the time. They just think like, oh, cool, I'm going to be famous now, and I'm going to be like in front of all these people, right. when you're really probably not going to unless you really get out there, and just playing around on your computer is not going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm the guy that hits a lot of the um, the internet forums, and you get the guys that's like, should I buy this plugin? And I'm the one that usually pops in and goes, um, you really should probably spend your money on some tutorials. <laughs> Stop right. buying gear. I mean, I have tons of plugins and stuff, but again, this is you know years and years in the industry to get to that point. It's like I didn't just go out and buy this stuff. And I had one guy recently. He was actually, oh, your mix is so much better than mine. What did you buy? I'm like, nothing. I just know <laughs> I've what done I'm doing. A couple hundred CDs, and that's yeah. you know at that point you kind of know what you're doing. And mm -hmm. I, I, I I steered him. I said, don't buy anything. Go to this. Uh, um, go to this online tutorial site or this right. one and this one. Look at these guys. Pick one. Buy that. Your mm -hmm. mixes will get a lot better with the stock stuff. Don't look at the fancy stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. How old is is Grooveview? Well, we just finished our fourth year. Okay. How how does it? Were you there when the the school started? Um, almost at the beginning of it. Uh huh. What was it, what was the genesis of of the school? Uh, Dwight Heckelman, who owns the school, um, has actually came from Nashville. He was in Nashville. Um, he did studio work, he did publishing, he kind of uh, moved around in the industry and then uh, went to work for another uh, school, which I won't mention just to be safe, mm -hmm. and then um, decided that he didn't really agree with the way that they were teaching it, especially because of, you're talking about the early 2000s, you're talking about how fast things were changing and how uh, some schools are still teaching the old, the old, especially specifically um, the old physical distribution and things like that mm -hmm. it's like that's not that's a small fraction now all this di right. all, you're keeping up with the digital landscape and things is so important 
So he wanted to do something that was a little bit more agile, agile, a little bit smaller. And the other thing that I think that I've noticed is that we almost overdo networking. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all the time. We take all of our students to South by Southwest. I've got a couple students with me here today. That, that, now bring that, because that's a very interesting, in the tuition and fees, it's not just come to our school. You built in, mm -hmm. so you build the laptop, into the price. Though. You get a laptop. Yep. You mm -hmm. get to go to South by Southwest, and there are a couple other things that are interesting that are part of that, right? Um, you get the tech package, which is the right. laptop and equipments, um, and you get South by Southwest. Beyond that, um, there are a num numerous specific things that, for instance, if you're a production student, everybody ends up getting. If you're a production student. Um, you get different software. If you're a video student, you end up with Final Cut. But if mm -hmm. you are in music business, you don't get Final Cut. You get a subscription. You get this and this and this. So mm -hmm. um, the tech package is built with a cushion. So as a as the audio teacher, I can sit there and go, I think that this class, based on what they're doing, they should all have uh, Logic or whatever mm -hmm. this year as what they're in budget for. Oh, and the video guy, okay, he should get After Effects this mm -hmm. year or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So how so many people go to some those? Right now we're a little we're right around thirty. Um, mm -hmm. I can't recall to be honest. I keep track of all my stuff and right, right. I should know the numbers, but um, we're right around we're right around thirty. Um, based on the students that have not come, when we've talked to them, their number one concern was the financial aid. So accreditation has been a huge. Mm -hmm. We've busted our butts, just pouring over those documents sure. over and over again to get that rolling. Mm -hmm. um, because once we have that financial aid, we, based on what people have told us in terms of the people that haven't come because of fi uh, the finances, we're probably gonna, our incoming classes are probably gonna triple once mm -hmm. we can get financial right. aid. And you don't have uh, uh, dorms and that kind of thing? No, we don't. Right, so do Not you help um, get living arrangements for the students, is that any part of it as well? Um, if they're coming from, especially if they're not commuters and they're coming from? We help, um, we basically help them with the apartment search. Mm -hmm. We don't have the resource to have any kind of building of our own. We don't necessarily, I don't believe we have any formal agreements with any housing, but we do We do sit down and go, if you're gonna live here, okay, let's look around here, here's the budget. And we, we keep an eye on that stuff for them and we assist them in finding that. Mm -hmm. Um, right now, we don't have the resources to actually have mm -hmm. a facility ourselves, but right. but yeah, we've done that. There's a couple students that are um, uh, living together, and um, the the advantage of that is that organically, I guess, we've got a couple pockets of students that have ended up rooming together, and then have ended up like working together, mm -hmm. like doing things and moving forward together. Right. So. Mm -hmm. So Are you sort of modeled after like a full sale? Uh, Do you think you makes Grooveview better than a program or school like full sale? Our plan is even as we grow to remain somewhat selective. Mm -hmm. um, we very much hit the networking. We want to make sure that our class sizes all stay small. I haven't necessarily poured over the full sale <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, right. um, curriculum, right. so to speak. But we want to stay a little bit more... Um, a little bit more one-on-one. -on -one, keep our class, our instructor to uh, to student ratio small. Um, the the networking thing is a big thing. Um, we we do a heck of a lot locally. Part of the other one of the other things we kind of want to do is by keeping our program small. Um, we also don't oversaturate the businesses that we have relationships with in terms of internships. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be like, we're sending you 100 engineers. <laughs> it's like, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> we'll right. take three, but we're not taking you know, that. So um, 
we actually had an educational um, roundtable, and I, I was about to say we might be a little bit more agile in our curriculum, but actually Full Sail said that they've actually got a pretty good thing on that. It's pretty, mm -hmm. I don't know the details, but it's pretty impressed yeah. with what they said they were, how they're kind of organized and be, mm -hmm. able to, to be able to move around like that. I guess the, uh, I, the best answer to this probably is also that um, Dwight and I get along really well because we both, we both agree that educationally we are not territorial. Mm -hmm. um, if there's a student, we actually had a student that came in and said, you know what, the more I got into this, the more I'm into film music. Because I talked a little bit about sound design in one of my classes, and I gave them a project where they're you know, stripping all the audio off of a YouTube clip kind of thing. And um, he said, that's what I want to do. And it's like, that's not what we have. And we helped him, and you know, with our complete blessing, it's like, no, you don't belong here anymore. Let's, let's mm -hmm. move on. Um, the reality of it is that if you have a student in Columbus that doesn't want to move where full sale is, right. that's not an option. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, right. I mean, there, there's room for us geographically. There's plenty. It's not like there's four other schools two blocks away from us. So mm -hmm. we're taking care of the students that come to us, and we have nothing against any other school, and we're not going to – I mean, we, op we openly want to have those discussions with other schools. Um, we're trying, we try to do that as often as we can because what we'd like to do is say, okay, we have a student record label, you have a student record label, we have an artist that wants to tour in your area, mm -hmm. why don't we hook your, our students up? Because it's a business of networking. Mm -hmm. There's no point for us to be our own little thing and then be like, right. okay, go. It's much like, go. Right. And talk to somebody at full sale. Sounds like you fit better there, then go. The whole point needs to be what is best for the student and if the best thing for the student is not to be with us, then great. But if the student is, then we'll, you know, talk mm -hmm. to him. And does that, yeah, kind of make a yeah. sense? So that's the uh, miracle on Thirty yeah. Fourth Street idea of Santa Claus worked for Macy's and said, "Go to Bamberger's was it or Bloomingdale's? Go to Bloomingdale's." Oh yeah. And the people at Macy's were upset. How can you send them to another store? But then the customers loved it because he was thinking more about the customer than himself. Yes. But we have a four-year. We have we have actually two four-year schools that we that we do things with. And it's like, you know what, when a parent sits down, it's like there's a big difference between a four-year liberal arts school that has a, mu a music business program and a two-year technical school. Mm -hmm. And those are, for the most part, not the same at all. Not the mm -hmm. same yeah. demographic. So, you mm -hmm. know, and we've actually, we've, we've had some students go back and forth either direction. It's like, mm -hmm. I want a bigger sure. school so I can fall back. Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, yeah. but yeah, some people, mm -hmm. some parents want to say, I want them to have that liberal arts so that if this doesn't work, they have that. And other ones are like, this is way less expensive. Let's mm -hmm. do this. So, All right. mm -hmm. Jess, final question of the day. With that, what would your advice be to current music biz college students or recent graduates trying to get their foot in the door in the music industry, in the cutthroat music industry? I'm going to, I'm going to actually plug something here, but this is actually completely relevant. So one of the things I said was I think you need to be active in the industry. And like the rock, the rock band thing was important to me because it really, when you do all that stuff and then the band comes apart and you're like, um, I, at the time, this was the late 90s, I'm dating myself now. So I got to meet Madonna's lawyer and Metallica's booking agent and um, the guy that signed Matchbox 20 had been talking to us, and we had all sorts of great contacts at the time. But then I went home and went, I'm not the kind of person that can exist living on a bus playing the same eight songs. Mm -hmm. um, so my career is based specifically because I started to understand who I am and what I can do. Um, 
part of the thing about being on a bus is that no matter what it is, I can't sit at a desk and do anything. I can't sit behind a console seven days a week. It will drive me nuts. Mm -hmm. I can't run live sound seven days a week. It will drive me nuts. I can't teach seven days a week. It will drive me nuts. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of knowing yourself. My current project um, is that I'm actually working on a textbook for the history of recording. So actually yesterday I was at Blackbird. We're recording some, some yeah. stuff for that. Um, and I've been doing a bunch of historical stuff. Um, I went to, uh, I went, I've been to Europe a couple times already. Um, we did a session at Abbey Road Studio 2 in wow. last July, cool. which was amazing. Um, and then we were here in uh, RCA. We've recorded at Sun. I'm heading out to California to do the studio where they did Pet Sounds. Mm. Um, but I'm writing a textbook, and like this, I, it's like, and I, it kind of dawned on me. I'm like, this is this is my big thing. It's like I'm not an artist, um, and I'm not a hotshot producer. This is my thing, and for me, with my background, my resources, what I like to do, and what excites me, this is my thing. So uh, sometimes I see students that are like, I want to do this cookie cutter thing. Well, there's so many other options there. Um, like I know um, some people are like, I want to be. One great example I have is I, I, I met a woman who is the head of music for Victoria's Secret. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's great. It's still nine to five, but I'm still, so I can go home to my family, mm -hmm. but I'm still in the music industry. She's like, I have nothing to do with underwear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's like, but I, I clear licenses mm -hmm. for music in the stores. I put together promotional things. I do the fashion shows. I contract a production agency. I'm hiring mm -hmm. the bands. Mm -hmm. She's like, I am in the music industry. I just happen to work for a company that sells underwear. Mm -hmm. And nobody would, I mean, that's not what people normally think of as being in the music industry. There's so many things that you can find that thing that fits your personality. Mm -hmm. You just know, have to look. You have to look. And you also have to start to understand yourself. That's a little bit of a coming of age thing, but. Right, absolutely. Um, well, great. But I've seen a lot of people try to say, I wanna go square peg round hole kind of thing. Mm -hmm. This is what I wanna do. I'm like, your attitude does not put you here. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> that right. is not good for you. Right. Um, you know, you can do that, but you shouldn't do it where you're trying to put yourself. So, right. be honest with who you are and you'll find your, your happy place in the, in the industry. I think our happy place in the industry is right here with Eric Van Wagner. That was really great. Cool. So thank you very much for taking the time. Oh, no problem. With us thank you so much. No problem. And thank you to Jess Frank for also being here, making yeah. this happen as well. Yes. It was almost awesome. It was, I didn't want to say almost, almost awesome. awesome. It was awesome, <laughs> but the word almost flipped in there. So we want to thank you. We want to thank uh, Dr. Esteban Marconi. Why, thank you. It was you. so great. It was yes. so great to have you. It was so great to yes, have you. Yes, Professor. Um, I'm your professor, uh, David Kirk. Captain David, David, David Philp, Kirk. that's right. That's Philp. my last name is Philp. Don't mess that one up. And uh, go to our website, musicbiz101wp.com, for all things music, biz. And we want to thank you. And by the way, Eric, at the end of every show, we do not say hello, because that's been done. We do not say goodbye, because that's in English. We go crazy with this other language called Espanol, and we say goodbye in their language. You know what that word would be? Adios! Yeah.